0: Hey there Chitters and welcome back to another episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lucky, and I'm joined by Tristan and Sam. And this week we've been playing Dark Souls the card game. Uh, not to be confused with Dark Souls the miniatures game. Board game. board The board game from Steamforge Games. Both games are from Steamforge Games. Um, not to, So yeah, maybe there'll be some point of confusion. I don't even know what I'm talking <laughs> about anymore. Someone help me. This, this the, one has cards and no minis. Intro. The
1: other one has minis. Yeah,
0: so anyway, we're talking about the card game, not the board game, it's Dark Souls the card game. This so, one's about Dark Souls, the other one's about Dark Souls. Oh, well, that, that explains everything. No, so, that, the other
2: <laughs> one's about Dark Souls. <laughs> Careful how you say that.
0: Before we <laughs> start talking about the game that we play today, though, um, we'll first talk about the Kickstarter campaign for Shadows of Killforth that like Tristan's running at the moment, <laughs> which is going great guns. How are we Thank getting you. on there, Tristan? Yeah, it's great fun.
2: Um, we've had a spectacular start, we've broken... All our own little personal records and funded in 42 minutes, which That's is amazing, <laughs> which is ace because uh, obviously the first Gloomy Kill 4th game took 27 days to fund. So for us, it's been a real achievement in a couple of years to sort of turn it around as quickly as we have done. Uh, we've got an amazing set of supporters and we're just tootling away throughout March and um, unlocking loads of stretch goals and stuff. So it's just really... Cool, fun, exciting times. Nice, And we're up to Aircon this weekend, so it's going to get to speak to everyone, show them the games, and we'll actually have stock of 1066 tiers to many mothers to sell at Aircon as well. So, although actually, by the time this goes out, I think we'll be back from Aircon. But... The sentiments there. Yeah.
0: Do you think you'll still have <laughs> copies of 1066 Six Six 10, so many more movies to um, shift afterwards? After aircon, do you think they'll all disappear? Ooh, that's interesting. Ask People me. Next buy week. them from the UK games <laughs> Expo. Right. It'd be, right. be
2: a shame if I'm carrying home the same amount that I took with me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <it'll> <laughs> we'll shift one or two.
0: Is there um, anything Shadows of Kill 4 related going down at aircon? Have you got uh, any prototypes or anything kind of being We'll shown?
2: hopefully have some cards and stuff to show off. Um, the only tiny issue I have with that is that because they won't be print quality, you know, as they will finally be. Yeah. I'll have to I like hold them next to a copy of Clim of Killforth and go, these are printed at home and these are <laughs> printed professionally. So don't get confused and don't be frightened off by these awful prototypes. Um, so we'll probably- yeah, dif- them. display them. Yeah, lots of <laughs> sleeves and uh, display some of the art and assets and stuff but yeah there'll be loads of fun things to show off well some of that that art is fantastic and poster worthy
1: so i think yeah some of it sam some of it yeah all of it (laughs) (laughs) some of it's a bit creepy to be (laughs) playing in public that's true
0: whilst we talk about cons though we're all going to be at uk games expo this year as well so people can check out the gloom of killforth and see what shadows of killforth might be like as well
2: hopefully well we should have a fully functional copy fully operational copy of Shadows of Killforth in fact at UK Games Expo we intend to have like uh, Gloom of Killforth uh, Lifeform Shadows of Killforth 1066 Tears to Many Mothers and hopefully some other stuff as well to show so yeah really looking forward to that
0: there you go if you're into your fantasy based RPG style adventures go check out the Shadows of Killforth Kickstarter page Um, the link will be in the podcast description Awesome. so go fill your boots on with the podcast dark souls the card game from steam forge games it's a one to four players and it's a strategy but what 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 is it what is it a deck evolution game yeah yes it is <laughs> So, yeah, it's kind of, Well, what I was saying to Tristan just before, it's not quite a deck builder, I think, because you're not buying cards all the time. You're buying them at, like, uh, the end some of, of the time. round. Some of the time. It's, it's also but one actually, of the first
1: times I've seen a cooperative deck builder, if we're going to call that, or deck evolution. Never really seen it quite work, so sharing resources is quite so streamlined. Yeah, it's not like you played, like, you know, the Predator game or anything like that. <laughs> it does work
2: the <laughs> same think, way. <laughs> what <laughs> Sam's trying no, to say no, is right. maybe that the cards are literally... Uh, when, when you go back to the bonfire to rest in this game you have a pool of cards and you talk about who's going to get, you know, what cards and what deck. Whereas like in
1: Legendary, it's on your turn, you take what's available. You're not just
0: grabbing them from the market deck as quickly as possible. so
2: it's a bit more... Yeah. In that respect, there's a real discussion about like where all the cards should go and you're like, oh, that massive sword looks cool, but actually it's going to be better in Lecky's deck than in mine because he's got the right cards to operate it. Yeah. Are we jumping in a bit too deep without giving an overview? I think I think we are in
0: danger of that. But S- it, scale it back a bit. Yeah. Let's 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 go back to <laughs> the start. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's it about? about? <laughs> so essentially, if you've not played Dark Souls, the video game, and not wanting to give away any spoilers, I'm not played it myself, so I don't think I could. Um, the the undead have arisen in the hour of need. I'm reading this off the back of the box, um, and essentially, there's all these horrible monsters in this terrifying nightmare land uh, you have to go around destroying one by one uh, building up to bosses and then when you've destroyed them all i imagine there's some sort of um, reward such as maybe you can get the hell out of there i'm not sure um so the dark souls card game just kind of follows that theme in where you and your friends are wandering around this horrible nightmare wasteland initially searching for monsters to destroy to collect souls which you then cash in at bonfires to get a bit stronger buy the aforementioned deck evolution cards to make yourselves a bit stronger and then try and take out bosses usually you get beaten up and minced up a few times but because we're amazing at all games (laughs) ever we actually won our first game as a cooperative but tristan says the game is quite a bit harder normally so i think when you're on your own there's still quite a challenge, and it was a challenging game. I nearly um, got wiped out about twice. And um, yeah, I
2: had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I think we, we called the battles at the right moment. It's definitely a push your luck game, just like the video game. And what the what Steamforged have done with this is similar to what they've done with the board game, with the miniatures and stuff, is capture the essence of Dark Souls, which is you go so far, you push yourself, you try to collect as many souls as you can, and then you have to choose the right moment to go back to the bonfire and cash in what you've got or keep pressing on and risk losing all of your loot that you've gathered. Um, and I think one of the frustrations for us with the board game is we didn't get as far with it in one session as we could have done. We we, we reached like the mid-boss battle, but we didn't reach the end-boss battle um, in the few times that we played it. And because you have to reset the board each time you go through the same areas, um, it led to one of the main frustrations with the game, which is that you have to sort of repeat the same things over and over. Yeah. But I think because this is much more pared down in the card play, you actually rattle through things a lot faster. And I don't feel the same um, frustration of traveling through the same area to get to the next stage that with the card game that I did with the board game. Um, yeah. So it that's cool. And I think they've they've channeled the theme and the vibe of Dark Souls really well as well. Because I'm, I'm a latecomer to the series. I only played the third Dark Souls video game, Shockara. Uh, and I came to it through Bloodborne. Yeah, you found it. Um, yeah. But it's this really sort of empty, desolate world where there's hardly any NPCs and stuff. You just sort of dropped into it, wandering around by yourself. And occasionally you'll get other people wander into your game and you share the boss battles and things like that. And it really sort of captures that. I think, if anything, it's more cooperative in the card game than you can be in, in the video game. So uh, the mechanics are quite cool. There's nothing. St- daggeringly new about what it does like you you'll damage baddies and they've got defense and they reduce your attack by their defense um but the way that it's implemented i find really neat and really satisfying each of the monsters have has a specific vulnerability like to um like assassin type attacks or magic attacks or heavy attacks and each of our characters has one of those as their sort of specialty so you have to sort of between you work out okay here's the next horde of monsters You know, you're the wizard, Lecky. You take out the guys (laughs) at the back with ranged attacks and their magic vulnerabilities. Yeah. Um, Sam can tank at the front and heal us up and, you know, hit the guys in the front row. And I'm the sneaky assassin dude. So I'll sort of nip around and kill where I can. Um, Daz was another wizard, wasn't he? You were the pyromancer. I was was the
0: pyromancer, yeah. He was a sorcerer. Um, it was it was very interesting. Uh, two two wizards and two fighter dudes. UD two wizards, but you,
2: you both played quite differently, from what I could see. You you had different specialities, and
0: yeah, the the pyromancer yeah. starts off with a lot more melee, so you basically got some axes and sort of like weaker fire spells. Whereas the sorcerer just got loads of these like um, soul um, soul arrows or soul arrows, yeah, and he's a lot more effective at range. Um, whereas the pyromancer is a bit more of a sort of like jack of all trades. Um, but it was good, good fun. What I did find though, with this game, like all deck builders, is you've really got to manage what's in that deck. Um, towards the end, I, my, my deck was just horribly bloated, <laughs> and, and there's a few times when I just drew out nothing but stamina, mul- uh, mulliganed, and then drew out nothing but stamina again, and that, that was me. So
2: and the, I was... the stamina cards are what power your yeah. attack cards and your defense cards, and stuff yeah. Like that. So you've got armor, you've got weapons, you've got spells but you've also got stamina cards and you use those and basically symbol matching yeah. to power whatever your armor is or your spell attack. You'll need a different kind of stamina. That's it. And
0: when you upgrade, then you can get better weapons, but you can also trade in souls for better stamina cards. So you'll trade up a single stamina card for one that's got two on it or one where you've got the option to use either symbol. So you can really um, like make your deck a lot more efficient. I just didn't quite make it efficient enough or I didn't get enough weapons in there or I just didn't really split clumps and shuffle well enough. <laughs> but it, it happens with deck builders and it's good because it's a, it's a secondary puzzle really, isn't it? It's how do you keep keep your character interesting and hard.
2: There's a cap on this as well because each time you go to the bonfire to rest, you, your deck goes up by yeah. three cards exactly. So you can potentially take out some rubbish cards as long as you've got enough good cards coming into bulk out your deck yeah so it's this weird sort of very mathematical leveling process where you all sort of move forward at the same time and yeah unless one of you was to just go i'm gonna get all the good cards in my deck which just it couldn't really happen um you're, you're all sort of advancing at the same pace that's it so maybe every other bonfire you might go do you know what you guys take the big cards this turn you know get the five point stamina cards and I'll take the lower ones, knowing that at the, the next bonfire, I can jump up and take the big yeah. cards and the cool swords. Um, and you guys will have to sort of step back and take like the the lesser cards yeah. to sort of make up for it.
1: Yeah, it may, it the, the, the only problem with that is it depends on what comes out. Yeah. So I, I noticed the early game there was quite a few things that came out that was suited to my character. It's like some like maces and hammers and stuff. So I was yeah. able to take those early on. But then towards the end, I was just like, oh, there's it's all spells coming out or it's all especially for the assassin stuff. So I wasn't able to then jump under that. So I was, that's when I was taking the back seat. So it became a bit of a puzzle in itself, but I didn't want to fall behind, but also I didn't want to take the stuff
2: from who needed it. Yeah. Similarly at the start, there was nothing for the assassin. So I was just like, it's actually better for me and for the team. If you guys take the big cards and the cool stuff and I'll just sit this one out until oh, exactly, yeah. anything comes up for me and then, Sure enough, like by the third bonfire, it was all like my gear, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take the cool big like Tamagachi sword, or whatever it was." All, all the purples and greens. <laughs> all purples and blues, I think At it was. Least, yeah, um, whatever those symbols meant. <laughs> sneaky <laughs> and stamina-y.
0: Yeah, it was. It was good, and then also the deck represents your health as well. So if you yeah. draw down to zero cards when you need to draw up, that's it. You're done. You die, and you end up back at the bonfire, and you lose all the loot that you've picked up, which didn't happen to us because we had a great time. You had a great healer it does happen. Yeah, actually, you you were very good with the healers. Was, wasn't it? From pe-
1: <laughs> people cards when they needed them. Well, I, I genuinely found that all the characters felt very differently. I, I know you yeah. and Daz were more similar, but like Tristan, you're assassin to my herald, which I don't, yeah, I wasn't sure what herald was. Basically, it turned out like a paladin healer. Um, but it felt very different, the playstyle. So I was yes. trying to tank. I was trying to get where the damage was going all the time because I had the armor to soak it up.
2: And then I was able to throw out the healing to everyone else. Yeah, you were definitely a front row character getting into the thick of it with Lecky and Daz hang, hanging back, flinging spells. Yeah. And I was sort of nipping backwards and forwards, trying we, to avoid we, attacks. We were swapping and,
1: a lot, weren't we? Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, that was a great thing because of the, um, the way that it scales certainly with the bosses, but also just with the regular dudes, as they get tougher and tougher and they've got more health to get rid of, you very much have to collaborate about, well, I can soften this guy up, but I'm going to need you to come in and finish him off or vice versa. Um, and between you, you're like, well, I can, I've can. i got sharp damage this turn and he's weak to that. So, you know, if you like get over his armor and hit him for one, then I can jump in and, you know, decapitate him and stuff. So the, the cooperation in this actually proved to be pretty special and there's enough of the um, leaning on other people to uh, hope that they come up with something cool on their turn without sort of having the. I mean, I guess you'd have to play it a lot to, to grok it, but without the sort of alpha game syndrome of like, this is obviously the best thing to do. Um, I think there was yeah. a couple of times where people helped each other out by saying, yeah, completely. you know, yeah, oh, yeah, don't yeah. forget, you can use that stamina there to <clears throat> keep your armor in hand. You don't have yeah. to discard it and things like that. But on the whole, Everyone was sort of autonomously taking their turns, yeah. Whilst also trying to figure out the the best way to sort of help each other, to so the point where when it came to the final boss, to be fair, we were playing against the easiest bosses, but uh, against Pontiff Sullivan, we just rinsed him. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: well, we,
0: we really knew what we were doing at that point in terms of moving around the board. The because um, like the sort of the play area, it's broken down into two sections. You've got the enemy area, which is six slots, and then the sort of your area, which is six slots, and you can have a forward row and a backward row. Cards can block other cards. So, if your friends in front of you have not got a ranged attack, then you can't stab through them. So, there's a few nice little mechanics there, but you can also move and take an action, which means you can either move into an open space or you can swap spaces with a, with a mate. So, we're having these really interesting goes where, like, Tristan would attack a monster and then his go would end. So, he'd swap places with Sam, who'd then attack the same monster. And you oh, get these sort of, sort of little combos coming out which is very nice.
2: Yeah. It's it's a little bit darkest dungeon with um, trying to work out the best place for everybody to be yeah. in the right position to make the best possible attacks. And also the little um, randomness of setting up your party position before you go into a location and then all the baddies come out and attack you and you have to sort of survive the first yeah. wave before you can hit back. But you never know where they're going to be attacking yeah. in the first uh, round. So there's enough of uh, variety in that and the setup, the encounter setups There's loads of cards. I mean, we had the expansion shuffled in with this one. It being a nice card game, obviously had to get the (laughs) expansion as well. Um, But So it meant there's there's tons of variety in the treasures, the monsters, uh, but the encounter setups, you only draw like five cards per game and there's like 30 or 40 different encounter setups which are what what tell you which monsters come out when you go into a location. So the sort of the replayability in the setup and stuff feels quite nice um, and you also get other stuff like terrain and traps and stuff which we didn't even come across in, in the game that we play tonight but um, the other thing you're supposed to do is reshuffle the monsters whenever you clear an encounter whereas I was I just see, yeah. leaving them in the discard pile so we get more variety and is it nice. really helped because again yeah. you, you just get loads of new stuff
0: yeah and some of the monsters are brutal as well yeah. It's like you've got the nice easy monsters, which can still kind of hurt you, then the sort of like middling monsters and then just horrible, horrible... There's three levels toys. of encounters, in there? And yeah. it's, a,
2: it's a mishmash of what you get. You either get loads of uh, small baddies if you go into a higher level location or you get like a few tough mini bosses sort yeah. of thing. And they're they all- can really... Pack a punch, can't
0: they? Yeah, and they're all tooled up differently as well. So like some of, all have completely different weaknesses, but then completely different sort of like shield to smash ratios. So there's a few, there's a couple of times when um, my pyromancer, which just be quite ineffective because an enemy would have like free free shield, free defense, and then like four health. So it's like, well, I can't really even chip away at this. So
1: well, what, yeah, what else can I, I do? think I think we all went through that, but that's yeah. where the working out the perfect combinations for the perfect bosses their weaknesses really paid off yeah so it's turning to your peers and going uh you the guy with the pointy end (laughs) (laughs) and then encouraging them to step up or even like passing through the deck a lot of the time There was a couple of times where oh yeah yeah. um tristan was desperately trying to find because he was the only one that had the card that could do the damage to kill the thing so it was like just letting him just go through his deck and i was trying to heal him to keep him in the game whilst he was discarding his entire deck Whilst everyone else was just sort of sitting around waiting, so it got, that got that got a bit, a little bit spammy that bit, but it did sort of cater for that whole. There is only one way to do this. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it was supposed to be more of a puzzle aspect, but yeah, I think it that was a bit that, early on
2: before we had like the right sort of tools to deal with the job, wasn't it? And then one yeah. particularly tough dude came out, uh, so to overcome his arm, we had to find that weakness. And I think, yeah. yeah, like you say, I was the only person with the the precise card or whatever it was <laughs> to yeah. to whack him.
0: But then, like you're saying, some treasure drops, which um, it was like some interesting treasure because it was like, you know, big swords, big sort of bows and arrows and stuff. But then a few like, you know, sharpened gems. So they wouldn't actually cause much damage themselves, but they turn your attacks into like precise damage or melee damage when you're actually magical, which just helps you get through those defenses. It's really nice little uh, mechanics on the plate, And they were just cards, you know. Um, but they, they all had, a lot of them had these little sort of special conditions, which seemed quite nice. There's lots of, um, most cards had two abilities. So you could spend some stamina to use it and then keep it in your hand or spend a bit more stamina, a bit less, and then use it for usually a higher payoff and then discard it. So it was nice. So you were always thinking, do I do the big attack and lose this quite nice weapon? Hope another one comes out or do I just, you know, keep doing the little tiny...
1: Tiny attacks. Poking. Poking. Always poking. <laughs> Always jabbing. That was I had the spear. And in yeah. my head, it was jabbing with the spear or throw the spear at them, type <laughs> thing. Yeah, you know, just for thematic sake. Definitely.
0: So the pyromancer was like, set them on fire or just set everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> set, set yourself on fire and hug them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there were some nice rules as well. Like, I um, could never really get enough monsters in one column to really do it. But um, if I use my pyromancer spell, it would attack the, each of the monsters in the column. Dude, you guys were always t- killing them too quickly, or they'd just be on their own when I was in a corner. Sorry, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's been worse complaints about you Sam but you know, it's just it's a it's a really fun game. We enjoyed it, and also the artwork's amazing. It's not video game um sort of screenshots which you sometimes get. Instead, it looks like concept artwork or uh, yeah.
2: inspired by the game or, yeah, or yeah. inspiring of the game and stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's it's horrible in the nicest possible way. Yeah. You know, it's all like really like sort of like gothic horror.
2: Yeah, is. and if you play the video game as well, some of them come up and you're like, oh God, not this guy. And then sure enough, it'll have like a really horrible ability to match. And that. yeah, um, And each boss has their own attack deck, like in the Dark Souls board game. Yeah. So they have a fairly unpredictable sequence of attacks that they'll play each turn. Um, which is nice because they jump around the board and target yeah. different areas and do different effects like frostbite and bleeding and poison and stuff like that. So even um, fighting the same boss, you'll get a different experience each time as well. It's a, a nice little touch.
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed the boss battles because of that because it compared to the um, like you know sort of like minion monsters that you encounter in the rest of the game, yeah. with that are fairly static. They'll sit there. Sometimes they'll push you around. Um, it was nice to just see the monsters, uh, the boss monsters move around, but also like, got much different attacks and, yeah, and um, areas of attacks as well. <laughs> um, and yeah, there was a couple of monsters as well that sort of had um, areas of effects rather than like having one particular area that would get damaged. They'd like do the entire back row, the entire front row. I and mean, it was just, it seemed a bit scary, really. You try, I think, mean, at one point, Daz tried to move out of the way. So, in a nice, safe spot, and a monster came out that like, just completely mullered him, <laughs> in, like, four different directions.
2: Yeah. And at that point, you've got to really protect that person and, yeah. like, find ways, like, Sam found a way to sort of swap him out of position and take the damage for him. Otherwise, we would have lost the fight. And there's a few points where it came to that, that point, that moment where you're just like, okay, we're, we're definitely going to die here. And, oh no, hang on, we've got a way of sort of swinging this back. And, yeah. Each. Hero has their own character ability on the hero card as well, so you can flip that over to do... I think yours was Healing Sam, and yours yeah. was Mega Power, one of your spells, wasn't Yeah, it? yeah, it
0: was like add two magic damage or something.
2: Yeah, I had a backstab ability, which is literally just do one point of damage, you know, avoiding armor, which seemed useless when we first started the game, but actually, each encounter, there'd be at least one dude who has one health but high yeah. armor, and I'm like, oh, I can just totally kill this guy instantly. This <laughs> <laughs> is cool. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it, all of those felt useful and, and always got used. Um, and I think uh, Daz's was similar; like he, he could pay for a spell for free once per encounter as well. And yeah, yeah, just nice little extra things that made because the decks themselves make the heroes feel very different. But then the abilities just add that little icing on the cake as well, which gives you yeah. even more flexibility.
0: And then with the with the market sort of mechanics, you can buy your new stamina fairly easily. So at one point, um, like there was there was nothing really that seemed Like, obviously, for my character, like, there was no real melee, um, like, smashy icon um, (laughs) weapons coming out. So I was like, Sake, I'm just going to go for something else. So I started um, buying the blue um, hand staminas, which meant that I could, when I did pick up the sort of, like, cast off weapons that no one else wanted, they did every now and again come in, you know, come in handy. Uh, Whereas, Sam, you just decided to go double down on the specialist. Yeah, so I just went
1: for the two colours that I started off with yeah. uh, and I just discarded everything else to get those which meant that every time I was pulling out a weapon or an armour I, I was able to power it up but it did limit the the gear that I could take. Yeah. So I was highly specialised in what I was doing but it yeah it restricted me later on, especially when some of the other cool stuff was coming out and I was like, well I just, yeah. I just can't use it at all. It's redundant.
0: It could be a bit frustrating you see someone polishing off their brand new katana and you're just like, okay, I'll take this tin
1: hat. Well, I ended up taking like the sharp stones and the the green bush (laughs) healing. I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm a support role anyway. I may as well just keep going with this now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit like the game though. I remember with Dark Souls, you can get a suit of armor right at the start and you just have it for the whole game because nothing you get is much better. Yeah. Like um, occasionally you'll sort of level it up kind of thing. And so there's a little bit of that in this, but actually I think um, once, if you do build your deck correctly, and get the right weapons like you were doing like focusing on those you, when it comes to the boss battles and stuff you're like ah oh, yeah no i can knock out four or five damage around which is actually yeah. really high so um i found that really satisfying and it was i i think it was a lot more fun with four players as well because uh, i played it a few times solo um but your options are a lot more limited and it's a lot harder um but with four players the cooperation's you know quite uh intense wrong word it's, prolific, it's just, lots yeah, of a lot more, a lots lot,
0: of chat, a lot more going on. There's yeah. uh, more monsters come out and they're a lot harder to kill. Yeah, um, but at the same time, there's more loot dropping,
2: and everyone can kind of do something. There will be turns where you're like spamming through for stamina or for yeah. attack cards and stuff, but everyone can come up with the goods and do yeah. something cool in almost every encounter. I think.
0: But well, by the end of the game, there was one encounter towards the end of the game where I was drawing stamina. Up until like the final round, and then I managed to get a hit in.
2: Yeah. Um, you need to learn how to shuffle. I do need to learn
0: how to <laughs> shuffle. I, I I split the clumps, so I thought I did. I must have shuffled them all back to where they were. Um, when you say when we say sh- like split the clumps, do you put the colours together?
1: Yeah, 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 You put you put them all together, and then cut steadily, the deck. Put the weapons at the bottom, and then play. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how it played yeah. out. No,
0: totally. Uh, it's. At the end of the day, it's a card game, isn't it? It's <laughs> like there's an element of luck to what you're drawing. Sometimes it's gotta be more frustrating than
2: other times. Um it did go long, we will say that we took it did. um it... about three hours. It says sixty minutes on the box. That, uh, that's gotta be sixty minutes per player or well, sixty minutes per encounter or
0: like, something. <laughs> yeah, or you basically if you don't talk to your put mates whilst you're playing it and you just <laughs> telepathically communicate with each other exactly what you're doing all the time. Yeah. And play Speed Dark Souls the card game. Yeah, you, <laughs> you could maybe get it in sixty minutes. Yeah, it was. It was the only game we played this evening, wasn't it? Yeah, and like we we spent a little bit of time like learning rules, um, but it didn't take that long.
2: Yeah, no, I think you, we jumped into it pretty quick, and yeah, sort of. There's there's enough familiar stuff here, I think, for you, us to all just get up and running.
0: Yeah, the the mechanics themselves. There's nothing. Massively groundbreaking, um, but it's like you said before, it's the way it's all implemented. It's very efficient and it's, it's very nicely done. It, it's very little it's to it's front load. Game. Yeah, and the box, Um, how, how much expansion content in there is there? Because the box is hella heavy. Considering the size of it, I mean, it's not a yeah, massive box. Yeah, it's a box, small box, but it's stuff. The size of a copy of Scrabble.
2: Um, It's just cards, isn't it? And there's a yeah. couple of tokens. There's probably not enough tokens. We definitely ran out of soul tokens for the amount of uh, killing that we were doing. Um, so I was using damage tokens halfway through yeah. the game. Um, once you've got the expansion content shuffled in, yeah, it's nice and heavy and just feels like it's got the value and, and stuff in there. Because there's with the expansion, there's like six different characters to play as. There's six or eight bosses. Um, each boss has its own card deck. There's a huge treasure deck. There's different levels of monster decks. There's encounter decks. There's just loads of cards. And there's those like three or four... Uh, character boards sorry battle boards where you place the monsters and the the encounters and the, the goodies and stuff um, it's a nice package it's all it's very dark <laughs> it matches the theme <laughs> and all the cards are black backed um and some of the art is quite dark and everything but that's yeah. all dark souls yeah that's it yeah
0: the some of the um graphic design with a little bit to be desired I know Daz at one point said like one of the area of effect icons he said that's looks like it's come straight out of clip art. Um but then then the rest of it. Is, you know, like the um the stamina icons as well, they're like they're fairly basic, but at the same time, you know exactly what they are without really looking at them. And again so I they think do they're the probably job. taken
2: from the video game iconography. Yeah. So it all kind of maps
0: up. Oh totally. It's again it's like Steamforge games have done a really good job at taking some video game IPs like Resident Evil too. And making some really interesting games out of them. It's their second stab at Dark Souls. They've got the board game previously. Yeah. Dark Souls, the card game. It'd be interesting to see what they do in the future with like Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, yeah. I'm
2: happy, happy with this. Happy to play it again as well. Nice. Yeah.
0: Would would recommend. Excellent. So, Dark Souls, the card game, Steamforge games, check it out if you can. Um, before we go, we'll just have another little call to action. If people can le- please keep leaving iTunes reviews for us. Um, We've got a lovely person uh, from America left us a review. Uh, p said that the podcast has some awesome content. So thanks very much, mate. That's, lovely. That's Cheers. Great. To hear. Yeah. And the rankings, the um, we've moved down the rankings a little bit in Nepal. We're now no. at like 85th. Um, I think we've had like two listens. Uh, Nepal,
2: come back to come us. Come back to
0: us, Nepal. Don't make me get that billboard. Uh, <laughs> but we're also now ranking in Chile. So thank you very much. Uh, Chilean friends, or Chilean. Also, tell your friends to listen to us if we haven't offended you. Um, if anything, we can do to keep growing the audience and make this a bit like basically, it's, it's a nice little hobby for us, and it's great that people listen. So, thank you very much. Please encourage your friends to also have a crack at it. Um, and that's it. We'll see you very soon after playing more games. And Tristan's got over his aircon sore for hope from talking to so many people. I've got one in France, France I
2: think this week. <laughs> The first time that's happened.
0: Excellent. I'm rambling so hard. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's say goodbye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye 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 bye.